Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hawkeye fans, get ready. It's time for the Hawkeye Nation radio show, powered by the Polk County iClub on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM, KXNO. And welcome to another edition of the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation podcast network. My name is Andrew Downs and I am joined as I am each and every week by my good friend and our fearless leader at HawkeyeNation.com. It is Joe Schmelka. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. I am uh, obviously in a great mood after Saturday. Uh, fabulous win. You know, anytime you go in there, I know people want to score more points and be more exciting and everything, but hey. I'm in a great mood. Anytime we beat those guys by seven points, six straight year or six straight uh, games at uh, at their place, we beat them. Imagine how that would feel. Okay, <laughs> all hyped up. You're a big Cyclone fan. You got to go to uh, got to go to the Iowa game. You think you got a shot at them, and you beat them six times in a row at your house. I love that. I so, I, I love it too. Good. Yeah, it, it was a, it, it was a fun game. It's a Hawkeye State once again, and yeah, I had a couple of people uh, on Sunday and Monday who kind of said, "Hey, it was kind of a it was kind of a dull game," and I said, "Well, not not if you're a Hawkeye fan. That was uh, first of all, you have to grow to love <laughs> love games like that. But then, as you just said, I mean, anytime you get a win and and a mostly comfortable win, it felt like for for much of the game uh, over a team like Iowa State at their place. That that's a good day for in, in Hawkeye Nation. Yeah, I think uh, uh, should we start calling it Kinnick West? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I don't know why you call it Jack Trice. Let's call it Kenny West, baby. I mean, uh, no, it, 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 it's great. You know, we, we, we got the trophy back where it should. Uh, we won, what, seven out of the last eight and six at their place. So we are, uh, we're, we're in a very good position, uh, I think, as far as, as far as that game goes. So yeah, that was, uh, and let's let's talk a little bit about that game. I mean, and you know, Matt Campbell. For those who who you know live in the Des Moines area and get fed the the Cyclone news as often as as I do, know that that Matt Campbell, Iowa State's head coach, talks about winning winning in the margins. That that's one of his kind of go to things. And the bottom line is, Iowa wins this game in the margins year in and year out. It's why I'm always confident going into this Iowa State game, regardless of how good their defense is or or how lackluster our offense seems. Uh, Iowa wins this game by doing the little things right. Iowa was not penalized in this game. That that's incredible. Yeah. Clean special teams, and and you have the special teams, uh, the the block of the field goal. That's a huge thing. Iowa limits turnovers in this game, and then they capitalize on the mistakes that Iowa State makes. Uh, you know, I. Was one interception was a should have been a pass interference call as Nico Ragiini said this week, uh, but but it it was essentially a, you know an arm punt for Cade McNamara and we got it right back with a pick six and so you capitalize on their mistakes and and these are the reasons why you know Kirk Ferentz is six and one against Matt Campbell is as they try to play Hawkeye football and and we just do it better than them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we just we 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 don't make mistakes. I mean, Kirk's philosophy is play the game. Uh, let them uh, let them make a mistake. They did. They made a huge mistake, right? The pick six. 
Um, you know, when it's when it's ten nothing, you know, it's still it's still a uh, it's still a very close game, right? They make the big mistake, seventeen nothing now, and you know, we kind of go on a little bit of cruise control, and it almost bit us at the end there. But but we didn't. We don't have to take chances. Why throw the ball down the field and potentially throw an interception uh, <clears throat> so we can get, you know, to 24 or 31 points? We didn't need it to win the game. And, and I think that's just a different philosophy that, that the Iowa fans are all on this bandwagon now and, and think of, well, we got to score more. we got to score more. Our offense is, is, is bad. Okay, I'll agree. Our offense is not the most exciting thing in the world. I don't know when it has been. I mean, there's been a few years. But is that what we're looking for? Number one, I want to win the game. Uh, we're 2-0. and We went to their place. We won the game. And not to have, like you just said, a penalty, not to have a false start in that environment as loud and wild and crazy with their band playing and with all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, that's phenomenal of our guys. Great self-discipline. Just, just awesome. Awesome, I think. You know, you mentioned the the the, the Brian and Kirk Ferentz thing. First of all, I'm glad that it, it doesn't seem like they've adjusted their philosophy or or the way they're going to handle games uh, based on this. You know, frankly, ridiculous contract stipulation of 25 points per game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the end of this season with Beth Getz now in charge. She wasn't the one who put this in place. It'll be easy for her to kind of wriggle her way out of this because it doesn't feel like I was going to hit this 25 points a game. They haven't hit 25 points yet. Sure, there's a, a big you know opportunity here this week, but then you get into Big Ten play, and uh, and 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 so I'm glad to see that Kirk and Brian aren't chasing that because they don't need to chase that. As you said, that game Saturday and really the game against Utah State, well, yeah, you would have liked a little bit uh, bigger of a margin there. These are the kinds of games that that Kirk Ferentz has won for 25 years here at Iowa. They get a lead. They don't take chances. As you said, you don't need to throw the ball down the field. You let your defense and special teams do what they do, uh, not give up big plays, not make, make big mistakes, run the clock down, and get out of there with the win. And and the only stat that actually matters is the one on the scoreboard at the end of the game, and, and Iowa wins more than they lose uh, by, a, by a long shot. And so I've been really glad to see uh, because this 25 points a game thing was such a talking point in the offseason and will continue to be a talking point uh, maybe outside of the program. I feel like it's even less within Hawkeye fans than it is, you know, kind of Cyclone fans and, and other fans and nationally. It's just kind of, you know, we, we become the butt of the joke. But I am glad to see that it seems like within that program, that's not a, a milestone. That's not a number that they're necessarily looking to hit. They want to win, and however they have to get that done, that's what they're going to do. Well, and I think something else, too. Um, I don't, yeah, we're we're not looking to just go out and try and score points. I mean, of course you are. You want you want to score points. Don't get me wrong. But we started both games very very well on offense. Okay, uh, our first our first quarters typically with Iowa have not been that great. It's not like we're having to come from behind to win these games. We've gotten out. We've got to a nice big lead right off the bat, and then we just kind of put it on a little bit of cruise control. Maybe they're working on some things. Whatever. I'm I'm going to disagree a little bit. I think we're going to be fine, and I think our offense is going to improve dramatically, I think, as the year goes on. One, our schedule's not that tough. Penn State's going to be a very, very tough game, all right? Two, McNamara didn't get to practice really in the spring, okay? He, uh, he didn't get to, uh, you know, practice a whole lot even in fall practice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
Um, so let, let's talk a little bit more about this game. Uh, Jazzy and Patterson showed a flash, man. He hits, he hits the hole hard, had that big 59 yard run early to set up that field goal, then punched in the touchdown in the second quarter, uh, got a huge boost from him. And with, with offensive line issues, when it comes to the run blocking still, uh, he might be what we need at the moment. Someone who can hit that hole as quickly as he does. Yeah, it seems, uh, it seems, uh, I was talking to Chuck Long the other day, a great golf tournament, uh, for his, uh, his entity, uh, adaptive sports. And I was talking to him and he said, he said, uh, they're just not sustaining their blocks very well. Okay. They're getting, uh, they're, the, the offensive line is, is hitting them and, but they're not sustaining blocks. They're not moving people as good as they need to. And so you need a guy that hits the hole really fast and really quick. And he's got that, he's got kind of that extra step. You know, he's, he's just, he's just quicker, uh, than, uh, than probably Johnson is and certainly Williams is right now. So, uh, he runs just with abandon and just bam, he hits the hole hard. And, and obviously that worked against Iowa state in particular, uh, this week, you know, I think we'll hopefully sustain our blocks a little better and, and do some things against, against this opponent. But, you know, uh, as you look ahead, you got Penn state and things coming up, they'll be, they'll be a lot tougher, but, um, no, I, I think the offense has got nothing but upward potential. Like I was saying earlier, uh, McNamara just looks rusty yet. Okay. <clears throat> you know, everybody wants to talk about the points and the stats and stuff. Uh, Brian called the perfect play down there. I think it was late third quarter, early fourth quarter. Uh, we had the ball about our 10 yard line and he had Anderson on a double move number six. And he just overthrew him by, you know, a few, a few yards. I, I, I it looked like a Petrus throw, right? Got the guy wide open and, and, and overthrew him. Um, you hit that play, it's a backbreaker. It's exciting. It's what all of our fans want right there, right? A 90-yard touchdown. Every fan wants that. That's close. And, and that's what the players are saying. McNamara hasn't had that much time to work with these receivers. And every week it's going to be an improvement. Sounds like he's healthy this week. He's practiced, going to practice every day. And I think his performance and the receiver's performance is going to get better and better as the season progresses. Yeah, we need to remember that, that, as you said, Rust is still being knocked off from Cade McNamara. And, yeah, this is a guy who led Michigan to a, a Big Ten championship a couple of years ago. But you, you remember, he didn't play last season. He had that offseason surgery that, that kept him mostly out of spring ball. And then he missed the last, what, two or three weeks of, of fall camp. So uh, – it, it, it's it's understandable. I think a lot of fans, you know, we're hoping for this high flying offense. This, you know, because I mean, he has such a swagger. McNamara does, and the way he talks and the yep. way he carries himself it is this kind of all star quarterback. And I think we are going to see that. I think it will click. Uh, that does need to happen quickly at this point. Maybe it'll be this week that we start to see them connect on some of those. Uh, they've talked about it a lot. Uh, they were close on that 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 one you just referenced. There was another with Deontay Vines. They were close on, and McNamara kind of owned that said, I need to get him that ball. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they can do against Western Michigan this week uh, because, again, this this is going to need to happen quickly now that we're heading into Big Ten play. Uh, we're running out of time here to, uh, to to shake off that rust, but there is still that rust. And, and I think uh, those of us who didn't, who weren't prepared for that probably overlooked some of the, the factors going into this. Uh, tight ends are still our bread and butter, Joe, and, and they look great. They'll, they'll continue to be. Luke Lachey looks like the next great Hawkeye tight end. He looks like the next you know first-round NFL draft pick out there. Eric All has all the tools. Uh, it, it felt like a while before they even targeted a wide receiver in the game against Iowa State, but sometimes you don't even need to. Uh, our, our tight ends are, are among the best in the country. 
Absolutely. I mean, tight end is a, is a strength. Uh, I think we got three, if not four guys that can play tight end and, and we can run different things there. You know, you're talking about McNamara having some rust. Well, you know, Brown, uh, uh, the wide receiver um, from Ohio State's Brown, right? Yeah, Caleb, yep. Caleb Brown. Um, you know, he didn't play hardly at all last year, you know, and these two haven't played together. Just give this thing a little time, let them get used to each other, and then put us in a game, you know, too, where, where we really do need to score. And, and I think there'll be, uh, I, I, I think there'll be some improvements there. So just, I think everybody just needs to be a little patient. Let's get McNamara healthy. That's the key to our season right there. Okay. We got to keep him healthy. He seems like he's getting healthier every game. And every time that he gets another rep in practice and in a game that helps us to improve. And we just, we just need to be a little bit patient. And I think things are going to look good. I also thought, you know, our running game, um, we broke off that one big run, certainly, but otherwise, uh, you know, we struggled. But that's that's the focus of the defense, particularly when we're ahead, seventeen nothing. We're trying to run clock. You're trying to you're trying to move, you know, the game along and, and get the game over. And Kirk once again can see that they were not able to move the ball against our defense. So what's the huge sense of urgency to take chances and and throw the ball all over the place and potentially have a fumble or an interception? There really isn't if your goal is to try and win the game. Okay, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and and let's let's put a little pin in the the Cade McNamara injury situation because in our next segment, as we start to look ahead to this Western Michigan game, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that and then what we hope to see uh, from him and and maybe uh, not see from him uh, when it comes to this Saturday. But I do want to talk about the defense in the Cyhawk game. Really, really yeah. good again. Um, absolutely. It does seem like they always give up, you know, a lot of those yards. They do the bend but don't break. Sometimes give up some points on that on that opening drive. But then Phil Parker is so good at making those adjustments, seeing what the offense is throwing at him. You have to understand the offense is running scripted plays at that point, right? These are the, the this is the entire game plan they've worked a week on to come into. So it's understandable why they'd have some success there early. But then the defense really clamps down and and shuts things down the rest of the game. And so there's always that kind of tentative thing early in the game where you're like. Ooh, ooh, this doesn't look great. But then uh, after that, it seems like they're lights out. Yeah, I thought they, I thought they played incredibly well till the very last drive there, and it was basically like, "Hey, we'll let you dink us, and 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 you know, say keep everything in front." And they did go down the field there at the end, but it took them what seven minutes or so. Yeah. And that's exactly what they it's like once again, you're you're playing to win the game, and um, I thought the only time uh, that Parker. Phil did, didn't show some patience was on that fourth and nine. I was really surprised that he blitzed kind of an almost all out blitz. And he left, uh, he left our cornerback one-on-one with their guy. And it was just basically a jump ball, mm-hmm. you know, in the zone. I would say they got lucky. I mean, their kid made a great play. Yeah, he did. And, uh, but I don't understand really why he did that. It's like, so what if they get the first down, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd have laid back and if they get the first down, there goes another, you know, a couple of minutes off the clock. So, uh, I don't know if it worked. Hey, if that had worked and, and we blitzed and knocked the ball down or whatever, whatever, obviously it's a great call by him, but that was one where I thought we got a little impatient. Um, but, uh, but you know, it all worked out. We did what we needed to do to get a victory there. Tough place to play rivalry game. Their quarterback looked pretty good. He did, um, for a couple of passes here and there. 
but they had some drops, and uh, they didn't really help him a whole heck of a lot. So uh, uh, he's he's going to give us fits the next few years. So um, he said he, he he impressed me uh, in the time that that uh, and that he played in this game. That's probably one of the few games I watch of him playing, but. Uh, he had a really nice game, I thought, against us. Yeah, and, I did too. You know, d- didn't and much, go ahead. No, I was saying his stats could have been much better had they not uh, dropped three or four balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the drops, and then you know, didn't try to do too much. Uh, Iowa kept everything in front of them. I think their their average uh, length of pass was about four and a half yards, and so uh, you're right. You're not going to go big against this Iowa team. He looked pretty good doing what what they asked him to do, and it just ultimately wasn't enough because Iowa has such short tacklers. I mean, Cooper DeGene led the team in tackles. He's just such a short tackler, uh, as is the rest of that defense. Certainly that secondary. Sebastian Castro looked fantastic. He obviously had the the huge pick six, uh, but he was in on the tackle for loss that clinched the game. He played a really good game, and and yeah, this defense just as a whole, again year in and year out, is just just comes ready to play. Yeah, uh, I had one of my friends, Steve Larson, was at the game. He's a big Cyclone fan. He said, you know, I really watched Cooper DeGene on almost every play. He goes, just the guy's incredible. I mean, he doesn't miss a tackle. Uh, he's in on place on his side of the field, the other side of the field. He's, he's so quick to the ball. He's obviously, you know, guards his guy incredibly well and uh, just uh, just an incredible player. And yet, you know, another guy that sneaks under the radar as far as recruiting goes and not that many people really wanted him and think he was big enough, whatever, whatever. I was hoping he'd get loose on a punt, uh, punt return. Uh, he didn't, but... Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be some excitement there uh, before the year's over. And uh, he's just, he's a dynamic talent. Got to keep him healthy. And uh, and I think uh, I think that really helps. That's another thing, too, we haven't talked about him in our defense. I thought they looked great. Um, they kept everything in front, like you said. Uh, we just made the plays we needed to play. Castro made that, obviously, one big play. Um, but we didn't let anything really get over the top on us. Uh, I thought our special teams were fantastic. Uh, you know, we've got a good field goal kicker, very reliable. Um, punter is obviously awesome. And, you know, when you when you can win those two segments of the game, defense and special teams, that really helps a lot. And, you know, as we've talked, I, I, I think our offense looks better this week than it did last week. And if we can continue to make improvements in the running game, and uh, get McNamara a little more time, some more reps with these wide receivers, and work them into the game more and more. You see Anderson, you know, uh, had more targets this game. That's good. And just keep going down that path and getting better and better. I think by the time we get to the meat of the Big Ten season, you know, we're going to be looking pretty good. I agree. Yeah, constant incremental improvement is is the name of the game. He's Joe Schmelka. I'm Andrew Downs. This is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation podcast network if you've missed any of the show so far. Uh, Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Hawkeye Nation or check us out at HawkeyeNation.com. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to this Western Michigan game and talk a little bit more Hawkeye football. This is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show, 106.3 KXNO.
Back in Black here on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. Andrew Downs and Joe Schmelke with you once again. If you've missed any of our shows so far, we dove deep into the Cyhawk win. It's a Hawkeye state here once again in the state of Iowa here in Hawkeye Nation. Uh, check us out on the podcast page at HawkeyeNation.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Hawkeye Nation, we are right there. I do an instant reaction post-game podcast. Each week I do an opposition research podcast where I talk to somebody who covers uh, our opponent, the upcoming opponent. That is up in your feed right now uh, for this week where I talk to Matthew Ayler of the Kalamazoo Gazette talking about Western Michigan. Of course, that's the game that we're talking about here as we wrap up the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 106.3 KXNO. And uh, Joe, before we get to that game, Jamari Harris is back from his gambling suspension. Just the two-game suspension. Uh, obviously, he wasn't gambling on any any Hawkeye sports, any college football, and, and wasn't gambling a whole lot. We don't have the details, but a two-game suspension is uh, really a slap on the wrist compared to like what Noah Shannon has gotten where he's lost his eligibility for the season. Uh, but he is back from that suspension, and he is listed atop the depth chart at cornerback. Deshaun Lee played really well in his absence. And I kind of forgot, we haven't seen Jamari Harris since the 2021 bowl game. He, he was out last year with an injury and then missed the first couple of games this year. I'm excited to see him back out there across the field from Cooper DeGene. And uh, clearly they think he's going to be a step up from, again, really good play that we've gotten from Deshaun Lee these first couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I think the silver lining on the whole thing there is that uh, Deshaun Lee got two full games to play. Um, you know, you couldn't have a louder and crazier environment probably than, uh, than Kenny West. Uh, I mean, Jack Trice stadium last Saturday. <laughs> um, you know, that that's great experience and, and that will help us. Okay. Tremendously down the road, but, uh, Jamari Harris must, uh, really be playing well. Uh, you know, for Kirk to just boom, plug him right back in as a starter, uh, He's got to be really playing well, and boy, our defense looks good. And if we can get another really good player back, and and you know that a cornerback in particular, uh, that's going to be awesome. So good, good to have him back. Great to have uh, Lee get some really, really good experience. And uh, yeah, that'll be super for us. Western Michigan comes to town. It's a 2.30 kick at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday afternoon. They have a new coach and renewed energy, but they're also coming off a loss where they gave up 48 points to Syracuse. Uh, I referenced earlier, I talked to Matthew Ayler of the Kalamazoo Gazette earlier uh, this week, and and I asked him, um, you know, what is their defense as bad on paper as it looks giving up 48 points to, to Syracuse and, and not knowing much about Western Michigan and, and honestly not knowing much about Syracuse. And and his response was it, it wasn't as much the defense as it was a dynamic offense from Syracuse. It wasn't that Western Michigan doesn't have a good defense or didn't play well. It's just that Western Mich- or, uh, Syracuse rather played so well offensively and put up those points. Uh, and so so that, that got my hopes down just a little bit from having having this, oh, we can go out and put 50 up on this team. Uh, but I do think I do think this needs to be kind of a get-right game for this offense. They've talked about those close misses. You referenced a couple of times in our first segment. Uh, you know, the, the plays that, that seem to be just just out of reach and, and the rust that Caden McNamara has had and the, the lack of chemistry or at least time to build that chemistry that, that he's had with his receivers and his offensive line and all the things that go into uh, putting an offense on the field in, in D1 college football. Uh, but it feels like this 
hopefully can be a get-right game for this offense. They can click on some of those things, connect on some of those deep balls, and uh, and and kind of blow everybody's hair back a little bit because that's that's what that's what it seems like some fans are waiting for. Yeah, um, apparently this team, uh, the defensive coordinator has been there for a while. He blitzes a ton and is is very aggressive, uh, according to Kirk. Very aggressive. Um, so it's going to be interesting, you know, picking up. Uh, blitzes and players and, and 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 calling you know the right plays and uh, that's going to be that's going to be very very good for us right remember we're one and two against these guys uh, Jeez. <laughs> over the last 20 years they, they've actually beat us a couple of times so uh, uh, we need to do some things there apparently it's going to be a real fast-paced offense kind of a lot of uh, I don't say the run and shoot kind of thing but you know going to play going to play quick going to try and get as many plays as they can going to throw the ball all over the place um so be glad that we've got uh, jamari harris back we can rotate some people around uh like to see a little more pressure from our defensive line but yeah this is this is a game where you want your offense to figure out how to run the ball better uh do some things uh, uh, a little quicker a little sharper and and just take another step forward big thing as always don't turn the ball over right penalties and and turning the ball over are, are what kills us uh even you know even more so it, it really hampers an already uh mediocre offensive performance most of the time so we need to keep those things keep turnovers away and uh, uh keep moving keep moving forward and get keep our running game going this is a game i'm sorry andrew but we got to have 150 plus yards yeah. rushing okay. this week we, we've just got to and particularly if it's an aggressive defense you know, you got to bust a few big plays. They're gonna they're gonna stuff you some. They're gonna hit you in the backfield some um, by taking a bunch of gambles. But uh, you know, we got we got to make some plays, and we just we got to get sharper on offense. And 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 we should, right? We should. And yeah, we a hundred percent should. I agree completely. That's a per. That's a great number to to shoot for. One hundred fifty yards rushing. I, I think you you need to score. More points. I, again, I do want to see some of those those downfield shots uh, actually connect between Cade and his uh, and his wide receivers, and, and that's kind of where I want to go for our final few minutes here. Joe is is Cade McNamara and his health because I agree that the most important thing is playing a clean game, right? Avoiding those mistakes and not letting Western Michigan stick around and, and stay within striking distance. The next most important thing is keeping Cade McNamara upright because that 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 game in Happy Valley is looming a week from Saturday night. That's a huge spot, and you want him as healthy as possible. And so I'm kind of of these two minds right now where on one hand, Cade McNamara needs reps, and he needs to, to bust this rust off of him. He needs this chemistry with his offense, uh, and they, they need you know live game reps in order to, to, to kind of do some of those things, and this feels like a really good opportunity uh, in a game where it, it hopefully isn't close in the second half uh, where you can do some of those things. On the other hand, I also kind of want Cade McNamara to be put into a glass case for a week and, and then come out ready to go at, at Penn State, and so... Uh, and and I think you know with his injury situation, uh, the little that we've seen uh, from Deacon Hill, uh, the little that we've seen from Joey Labus, as, as he had an injury throughout most of fall camp, uh, you you kind of want to give some of these guys some of these game reps and and get them uh, some experience here because you don't know when you're going to need them and you certainly don't want to throw one of them into their first major college action you know in a whiteout in Happy Valley and so uh, I'm of these two minds where it's like it'd be great if you got Kate out of there at halftime with a 21 point lead and you give these other guys a quarter each to kind of run this offense and you, you walk out with a win it'd also be nice to see Kate McNamara have some fun and throw it around the field a little bit. 
bit and be able to, to try some things uh, without the pressure of winning or losing a game on his shoulders. And so wh- where are you with that? What would you like to see from Caden McNamara? Do you hope to see more than just him on Saturday afternoon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you want him to go out there. You want him to uh, play crisp. Uh, you want him to continue to get some consistency and some reps. Uh, with with these wide receivers, I'd, I'd love to see a long pass to you know either Anderson or or uh, Caleb Brown or or uh, uh, you know one of the other receivers. Obviously, he's comfortable with the tight ends. He's very comfortable with both of those guys. Now you want to see him get a little more comfortable with the wide receivers. Um, you know, this is probably a game where if they're going to play a really aggressive defense. You know, maybe a screen pass works. Some of those kinds of things. Um, it, it, you wish he could run, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, I don't think right now they even feel comfortable with him, like, running a waggle play or anything like that, you know, where you fake the hand up going one way and, and flip around and hit the tight end. You know, we've run that play so successfully, and it's a big play in our uh, in our playbook. And, and to just totally take that away because of an injury uh, or, you know, his leg, uh, that, 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 that's tough. So, yeah, you want to see him be sharp. Uh, you want to see him uh, throw the ball around a little bit, run some different plays, and 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 just move down the field, particularly in, in that first half, not turn the ball over, not make a bunch of mistakes, all right? And then, yeah, you, you'd love to get him out of there in the third quarter, and, and, you, and you'd love to see the two backup quarterbacks, maybe both of them get some time, get some reps, because it's a long season, and, you know, uh, uh, the last thing you want to do had Cade McNamara get hurt in a 24-3 third quarter, right? I mean, that would just that would be so. We don't see anybody get hurt ever, but that's the kind of thing we 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 don't want to see. So once again, are we going to lay 50 on them or something like that? You, you doubt it because you're you're hopeful that you're going to be up enough and your defense is playing great that you can put your backup quarterback in sometime in the third quarter. That's the smart move, okay? May not be the sexy move, the flamboyant move. May not be something Dion would do, you know, prime, whatever. But it's what Kirk Ferentz is going to do. He's worried about winning the game. He's looking forward, you know, to the next, you know, five games. And and what, what what's the smart play and the smart thing to do to win the game and and keep your guys healthy and 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 move forward. So that's that's my two cents, I guess, on that is is get him out of there. Let's hopefully get a lead. Hope our defense plays well. Our special teams plays great. We don't turn the ball over. You know, the crowd's into it. And, uh, you know, we we move forward with it and get ready for for Penn State. And that sounds like I'm looking ahead. I probably am a little bit. That would be bad on me. Kirk would say, uh, we got a game. We got a game against Western Michigan. That's all I care about. How how do you think this game's going to go? Give me a prediction for this game against Western Michigan. Um, I, I think our offense is really close to clicking. I think we're going to click. I think they're going to take some chances. They're going to harass us. And they're the kind of team that wants to create turnovers. Uh, that's the way they play defense. And uh, they're going to play a fast offense as well. So um, I don't see them doing a whole lot against our defense. Uh, I, I think we just, you know, we got a lot better personnel with Harris back in particular. Uh, I think that's really going to help us a lot. Um, our offense, we got to be able to run the ball some, um, but we got to be able to throw the ball to our wide receivers better. So I think we'll do that. Uh, I think we'll play field position. I think we dominate the game. Uh, you know, I, I think late third quarter, we're up 27-3, something like that. Like I said, and I think we kind of cruise, you know, something in the mid-30s, maybe maybe 34 to, 
I'll, we'll give him a touchdown, 34 to 10. <laughs> you're, right, you're right in line with me again. I was thinking like 35-6. And so uh, hopefully that's how it plays out on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Joe, this has been fun as always. If you missed any of this show or anything we're doing on Hawkeye Nation, check out HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, search in your podcast app, whichever you prefer, uh, Hawkeye Nation, and that's where you're going to find all of this show each and every week here on Thursday and, and the rest of what we're doing at HawkeyeNation.com. Joe, enjoy the game. Enjoy Iowa City on Saturday. We'll talk to you next week, and go Hawks. All right. Go Hawks, buddy. Take care.